Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Better than the foot. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. <laughs> Happy Saturday. It's supposed to not rain this Saturday, it so isn't. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I have work some, to do. We've had some I have rain. open houses on a Saturday, an open house on a Sunday. Oh. I'll be painting. I'm Patty Wilson. And I'm Scott Cowart. We work together under a company called The Brokerage. Not under the company, but with a company. I mean, it's we called The Brokerage. We are the company. But <laughs> <laughs> we are the company. <laughs> it is us. Yeah. Do you want to congratulate our person? Our person. Our person. Yes. Robin, real, Robin the Realtor. Robin I've, the Realtor. I've, I've, I've coined her. Yes. Uh, I met Robin a while back and have been, she's been assisting me with staging and whatnot. And she went and took her class and passed her state exam and so she is going to be the first time holla she passed well, the first time which i knew she would I she was too. ready yeah so very excited for her and congratulations robin congratulations yeah. robin we're happy to have you we're Look, excited very very excited she brings a lot to our organization she really does she does she's talented she's cordial she's sweet she's, she's a got, hard she's worker pretty She's very articulate. She's a very hard worker. She can go paint with Scott, and I can do my own thing. Love it, love it, love it. She puts up with me. Well, I go get listings. She's out painting with Scott and moving stuff, and she's a very hard worker. She has a great work ethic. We all get along, so it's really nice. 
It is nice. We have new flooring in our office. We have office. new flooring in our office. Well, I'm looking forward the to completing our flooring. office. We had a visit yesterday from the state of Florida. Nice. So the state of Florida had an inspector mm. go by our new new brokerage, which is what they're doing in Leon County and, and or the surrounding counties because they're close by. So uh, the gal told me there's five inspectors in our area and I think two in all of the rest of Florida, which wow. I found was fascinating. So we're going to talk about what she had to say. What, what they look for, because really today is about, and I did this last year, is about the Realtor. Mm. So typically this show, it's also the consumer. So it's very important for the consumer to know what we're talking about um, so that they can discern, is that the right Realtor for them when they go to work or sign with an agent to sell their home or sign with an agent to help them buy a home? So that's what we're going to talk about Such today. Such an important relationship. I think that many do not understand how important it is, especially those that hire friends and whatnot that don't do it full time. It, it always kind of amazes me. So I'm just going to set my timer. So there's 164,000 licensed agents, realtors in Florida right now. It's up 10,000 from last year. 164,001, add Robin. It's Billy. <laughs> yeah, 164. She, I'm sure. New. 164 right. members of the board, members of the Association of Realtors. Right. So there's other agents, real estate agents, sales associates, and brokers who, like my husband's a broker, but he's not a member of the real estate board. So you, you don't have to join a board to sell real estate. Commercial agents often don't join the board. So there is a, di- a difference. So there's going to be many, many more licensed agents, but the number of realtors was around 164,000, up from 10. In one year. So we have the largest trade organization in the state of Florida right now. The well, largest. I think a lot of people get their license to do something in part of real estate, not necessarily be a sales agent. Like if you're flipping homes or a lot of people get involved or un- want to understand the process. And I've met some people that have gotten their license just to understand kind of what we do, which I think is very informative. They do. They want to know, or they want to go buy a house, and they want to know what the, the terminology right. is. The gal who sat with me yesterday, she was there for five minutes to inspect our listings because all of our homes had closed that were under contract. But after that, I'm like, now that I have your time. So I asked her a bunch of questions. She said she just got her license. Yeah. And, and, and that's because she needed to understand the terminology. And, mm-hmm. and she wasn't going around and auditing the, the property managers because okay. she didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Her supervisor does that. She could do like one or two accounts. Under uh, property management, you have to have a register, you have to have trust accounts. It's, it's a lot of work for not a lot of money well, anyway. And, I mean, the escrow but she goes, part of it. The escrow part it. of it, like I don't hold escrow. Mm-hmm. So she's, she want, I was like, how do they do that? How do they look? You know, and they were switching accounts for one gal, and there was like 401 account, 400 another, but she didn't line item them. The lady didn't get in trouble because mm. she didn't touch the money. The mm. money was separate. It was just, how do you organize that? And I don't have that brain, so mm. I don't do it. But she, she was very insightful. So the, my biggest question, her next thing that she was going to was out of the county was a complaint. Hmm. Due to signs. So remember last year or so, the team signs, which is why we opened the brokerage, Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't have to keep buying signs every Mm -hmm. time the state flipped a switch. Mm -hmm. The sign, the team, I was on a team, Purple Door team. There's single agents, and then there's people who work part of a team, which is really kind of like a mini business within the brokerage. So I can work for, say Scott had Robin, and Robin had three people that they just wanted to work with by themselves, 
So there's four people over there, and I get to work just by myself. That's a team. So I ha- I'm a single agent, and they were a team. They have their own logo now to, to kind of brand them, their team, be special. The state wants that team logo to be smaller than the brokerage and logo. And it should be, quite frankly. And I it think it's be. confusing to uh, you know the average Joe. And I do believe that single agents will soon have to change that. But she was going because there was a complaint. Um, it was another county where the, the team logo was larger than the brokerage. But how do you measure? Is it just width? Is it height? Is it angle? And that's what I hasn't wonder, really been. I wondered that whenever, I mean, everything is subjective to is the any way that measure, people see it. Yeah. Or the, what's the intent? Is the intent to make it look like it's equal? Then she shouldn't be in trouble in my book. Is the intent to like scrunch it down like my last company used to be? You scrunch it down so far. Right. That you don't even know which brokerage they're on. Right. That's very different. Right. That's Agreed. a very different. So is it, what is, and that's what I said to her. I'm like, I don't know what you're going to see, but to me, the intent would be important. It may have been, that's how it has to fit on the sign. Mm-hmm. So what happened? So then they, she told me they give them a 15 days to respond. They'll send a letter. They have 15 days to respond to noncompliance. Then they have like this whole carbon copy. They still use carbon copy. And then they have to go show that they have new signs. They have to sign something, get it notarized. If they don't do it after that 20 days, so they have 15 days to respond, mm. the state responds back with some carbon copy piece of paper. You don't do it. It's a three to $300 to $500 fine, and then you have 20 days to fix it. Hmm. So there's, it's not like you're in trouble immediately. They still give you like a speeding ticket. But if they give you a citation, then it is does go on your record, but... Oh, well, you know. It's a warning. But I think, how does that look? Like, how do you measure? It, does it, is it every, like, ours is just the broker's name and our single names now, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I think that they will eventually have to spell that out. Because you can't, it, it, when something is so controversial and subjective, you cannot hold people accountable. You have to give them the boundaries and, and, like, and which to. And ours has two names on it, which isn't a team, so it's two names. So two names is automatically going to be bigger than the broker. The two name. names, but our names are smaller in print. Yeah, they're than smaller the in print. So again, it it all goes into the definition of what that looks like. And then we have that shadow logo. We have like the watermark behind right. it. So right. I, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But she had to. She said she must have irritated another realtor. I mean, but for us, it would, somebody was just tattling on her. For us, it would be a non-event because. The two people are the brokerage. I mean, they're yeah. they're universal. It would be different if it were Robin it like, by herself yeah. and it was larger than. Or the she bro- worked for right. that other company right. that I used so to work that, for, and that little letters that everyone uses, right. Which, but the name is huge, right? Which is still out there. Or you see other realtors from other states, and I don't know every state's rule where they don't even have the brokerage name on the website. I'm like, oh. some uh, well, yeah, I could go all day on that. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen a few as of late that I just I question I mean, a lot of things. You gotta put your broker's name on there. I mean, you gotta. I mean, it's the ABC. You're just asking for right? it. But uh, we're rule followers, so that. But I thought it was interesting, and she allowed me to sit and talk to her for a little bit. And what do you work? What do you look for if you have six agents, five agents? You because I didn't have any uh, open contracts mm-hmm. that hadn't closed, so I wanted to know what the what she looked. I showed her a contract. What does that look? for? We went over it, and mine were fine. Mm. 
So I just wanted to make sure. It's kind of good that they do that, at least on the the entry point, so that you can figure out what they look for so that you don't get into a situation. Well, yeah, I just wanted to know. Like, yeah. what is your little checkboxes? Because right. it is a really a checkbox system. Mm-hmm. And they handed me a checkbox carbon right. piece of paper. And I just wanted to know, am I good? I believed I was. Well, but am I doing it the right way as right. far as the contracts go? And it was fine. Good. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the contract and personal property. Okay. What goes on, and, and it came up on the Florida Realtors site today, that um, there's a lot of questions about the buyer wants to purchase that home and some of the stuff. What comes with that it? That happens a lot for us. And what, yeah, everybody wants everybody to buy wants Scott's to buy furniture. Stuff, but the stuff's not for sale. So stick with us. We're going to talk about the contract and personal property. 850-656-0009. I'm Patty Wilson. That's Scott Cowart. Patty and Scott. Coming back, I'm talking pedicure on our toes, toes, trying on all our clothes, clothes, boys blowing up our phones, phones, drop top and playing our favorite CDs, pulling up to the parties, trying to get a little bit tipsy. Don't stop How you doing, young lady? The feeling that you're giving really drives me crazy. You don't have a play about the choke. I was at a loaf of word first time that we spoke. You're looking for a girl that'll treat you right. You're looking for in the daytime with the light. You might be the type if I play my cards right. I find out why Welcome back. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. That's yeah. TikTok. Kesha. That's not TikTok. No, it's not. Who is that? I forgot. Kesha um, was the last one. Oh, hold on. Um, she's... Oh, Nelly Furtado Thank you. and Timbaland. I picked uh, the music. I knew it was Timbaland, but it's you promiscuous. Know. Yes, it I is. I know. I got all my Sony favorite, Music claiming. My favorite part so. is the nope. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Grady from uh, Sanford and Sons. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so we're going to talk about contracts, and the reason why is because people don't necessarily write with the people as in realtors. They don't write what they should write into a contract, and then the buyer assumes something else, or the seller is assuming, and you know, assume. So we list a house. This is a big example. We're listing the house. We're staging the house. So we have our our own stuff in it: drapery rods, drapes, fake TVs. We have all that stuff. We're staging it. When we stage, it's a whole house, like a whole yes, house. Yes, it is. Plates, don't books, lamps, everything. Don't Not air mattresses, okay? Like no. real mattresses, pillows, the whole thing. We, I, write, make sure, Scott, everyone writes in the contract, in the listing agreement. So in the listing agreement, it's like, first of all, you're allowing us to stage your house. So we need permission. We can't just do it. And then second of all, everything that's, everything's coming out and this is what we'll take care of. Everything has to be written. So I'm putting the furniture in, I'm placing it, I'm maintaining it, I'm cleaning it, I'm doing everything. I'm ready to take it out. And now I have to clean up behind myself. I have to paint and patch. If I we made the holes, chances are we made all the holes because we will paint. Then we're removing the stuff and Scott could, keeps those paints aside. And we're going to paint and patch and then leave some of the paint for the new owner. That's all written down. Contract comes in or an offer comes in. We want to make it a contract, but I write in there ex- exclude. I want everyone to know that all window treatments... All blind blinds may belong, but the drapery rods, this is what's coming with us. Nothing is for sale. It's not a one argument the entire time of escrow. We want to buy your furniture. We are not buying a furniture. It's our furniture. No. So we have we make sure that's all written. Website Florida Realtors, I read it every day. Lots of questions about what stays, what goes. Personal property does not add value to your house. 
if you want to sell the home and leave your beach furniture in it or whatever you want to do, that's fantastic. But that's a separate appraisal. That's personal appraisal, personal property appraisal. The residential appraiser is only going to appraise the home. So you really need like a bill of sale, something that says this home, these, this personal stuff is really worth $10,000. It's never worth that much, but well, let's pretend it is. And the house is worth 150. You have to separate the two because the appraiser is not, I am not allowed to appraise personal property. Yeah. I th- <clears throat> on that same article, I think some of what was also in consideration is when it is personal property and it's listed as one thing. So let's, for example, under MLS it is listed with a washer and dryer that it's the contract that is superseded to that, that says the contract is really what abides everybody to get to closing. And if it's not in the contract, then it doesn't come with. So it's about making sure that you ask for those things in the contract. It doesn't matter what MLS says. It doesn't even matter what the seller's property disclosure says. It matters what the contract says. Because people can have two refrigerators. And this was this has happened, I don't think to myself. Somebody I'm sure will let me know. You have two refrigerators, they'll go take the garage refrigerator and put it in the kitchen and take the beautiful stainless French door refrigerator and take it out of the house because it's personal property. The only thing that's technically not personal property is the dishwasher if it's properly mounted. The range is personal property unless it's built in, meaning, you know, a lot of those large, gorgeous like a Viking are built wolf. in some of those drop-in mm-hmm. uh, stoves are actually built in but the majority are ranges and a range is not built in so if i have stuff sitting out my garage you better walk that in that's where a realtor is really important because they can take a picture of the range they could take a picture of the garage uh the the refrigerator and if it ever came to a lawsuit it, they're gonna win because the buyer was perceived of buying it with that refrigerator, not with Correct. the garage refrigerator that had fish in it. I mean, nine times out of ten, most things work out like that. But in the event that it doesn't, and I read in that article there was a couple of times where it didn't, that, you know, you, you need to make sure that you understand what comes with or what things are personal versus real property. We ask people all the time, if you don't want to sell it with grandma's chandelier, take, take it, it out. out. Because as soon as someone sees it, they're going to assume that's what brings value to the home. They want that chandelier. So take it out. Don't put a tag on it. You're just asking for weaker, weaker negotiation along the way. Yeah. Take it out. Those nests are a nests, very good idea are, of that. Or, take them out. Keep your old uh, thermostat. Take it out. Because it is the assumption that it comes with because they're seeing it there. So I had one a while back. It was in Kelowna Estates. It was the TV and the TV mount. Now, that mount is chattel. That mount is to stay in the house. The owner had it. The realtor, won't say who it is, took it out and then took the TV out. She goes, I've never had anyone challenge that. Well, A, that doesn't matter. B, you still shouldn't have done it. And now you're learning a lesson that that's, that belonged to the home. It's mounted in the house. She goes, well, the TV, the TV's like, this is what I've read in the Florida Realtors. The TV's like a coat. It's a coat on a on hook. A coat, the hook coat stays, hanger. but it's a coat. doesn't mean the coat stays. Yeah, I get it. The TV can go, but the mount has to stay. I get it. So if you have a bunch of shelving in your garage, it's mounted. Oh, sorry about that. If you have a bunch of um, 
shelving in the garage mounted, the shelving has to stay. So you got to well, make sure that that's right. So even in that case, I I made the mistake of not itemizing it in the contract, so I bought a new mount. Well, I because mean, in the end, it was something like, yes, you're probably right, but no one's going to go to lawsuit for a mount. So just fix it, Patty, rather than worry about it. But from now on, I'm going to write it in a contract and the offer so that a homeowner is, you're telegraphing to the homeowner, this has to go or you this has to stay. Well, I think it becomes especially important if it's if it is symbolic of kind of the the house. So if there is a, you know, mid-century modern home and you've got this great mid-century modern you know, piece that you're using for lighting and all of a sudden that's gone and that was part of what embodied the sale for them. And you put a nipple light in? Right. It becomes an issue. It really does. So it's just take it out if you don't want to deal with it. Take it out. So to all the realtors, have them take it out at the listing time and that way the home is seen as a blank slate, not with someone's great aunt Sally's chandelier. Mm -hmm. So the appraisal, personal property you'll have a list of the refrigerator the washer dryer microwave all of that microwaves probably also not personal property that is not how we value a home so we don't value the home because of the appliances i want a very big as the realtor the the appraiser was like the appliances are not the right age I don't remember what it was. It was years ago. It was in Monticello. And I was like, but the appliances shouldn't even be mentioned in your appraisal other than to notify that that's personal that property. There, right. And so it was against the VA and I won because it says it right there. Now, the floor, the far bar contract may not say it that way. The far bar is very specific that the window, unless otherwise specified, all window treatments, all shower rods, all mirrors, it's very specific. The Tallahassee Board of Realtor contract is not as specific so I was able to get that eliminated off of there, and we made the value, and it was fine. So it's the inverse of what ours is, basically, mm-hmm. where we have to ask for everything, and the other is the assumption that it is. Right. And then it was um, back in the day when we had all those foreclosures. It wouldn't have any appliances, mm-hmm. or the appliances didn't work. Right. Take out the appliances that don't work. Yeah. If it's there under FHA, then it has to, it function, has to function as designed. Correct. If it's not there, like if you don't have a hood above the stove, who cares? It, that doesn't matter, but if it's there, it has to function as designed. True. So it doesn't. I just have to find another home that's sold without appliances. That's all I have to find. Well, but it it only has to FHA only requires a heat source. It doesn't even require cooling. It only requires a heat source, and appliances are not necessary in FHA. And I know people want to argue with me about it, but I'm right. Mm. So argue away. That's FHA. So. So, yeah, that wasn't supposed to be part of the deal. That was supposed to be part of the deal. You you got to gotta make sure it, that everything is there. And it's in the contract? Yeah, I mean, so intercoms, dishwasher disposal. Now we have so many security cameras. You know, like you have those expensive nests, which are like 225 a piece, the nest cams. That is part of the house. If you don't want to sell it with the house, you better take it down before you list it. So, and I have a little thing I have the sellers notify security gates. Oh, I'm sure there's people that have just raped houses. Look at this. <laughs> well, of course there are. I mean, oh my goodness, that's, that's not. Didn't you have one where they took the where they took the shower rods and stuff afterwards? Mm-mm. 
Somebody I knew said, yeah, they went in afterwards and all the shower rods, which is why I do. We'll talk about that next show. Shower rods and, sh- and shower um, nozzles. Yeah. Why people, oh, they took why the are shower they taking So the we'll talk about that after the break because I want people to know like uh, why Leave we do we do two walkthroughs. <laughs> Patty Wilson, Patty Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. We are talking about the contract. So we're gonna I, I was gonna speak to the fact that I do and Scott does it because he's taking stuff out of a house, but we do two walkthroughs because we want to make sure that the seller hasn't taken out anything that they they were going not supposed to take out per the contract. So that can be handled up front. So if I have the buyer side, I'm doing a walkthrough. Oh, isn't this lovely? Your new home. And then I'm going over right before closing and checking it again. See? Because there's no way. And then you've moved in and then you realize you don't have any shower rods or toilets. Or nozzles. <laughs> or they take them out. I don't know who took the nozzles out. Somebody took nozzles yeah. out. Yeah. But they'll take shower rods. They'll take the mirrors out. Like all of that now, you know, the mirrors should stay. They absolutely should stay. So, and I buy ours to replace yeah. what other people have, but I leave those. We leave them. Yeah. It's a gift. It is. That's how you're buying a house. Like That's what you saw when you decided this was the home for you. Correct. So that's why we do what we do. So I thought that was important to talk about. So this, I was going to talk about MLS. So Multiple listing service. Multiple listing service. So our friend Steven's like, Patty, what is the multiple listing service? Good to know, Stephen. So multiple listing services are portal where we data entry all the information about the homes. We upload the pictures. Then it goes on to a listing page that's local. And then our board, ours is the Tallahassee Board of Realtors, runs it through a syndicator. And it goes out to Zillow, Hotpads, Trulia, Realtor.com, all of those sites. Which it makes sense to say at this point that we have no control over that. We have no control over it. It's called third-party syndication, and we have no control. So if we we put in our listing that it's a two-story traditional, it may not recognize the word traditional, and it could call it something else. Well, and some of these syndications that are out there, and I'll use HomeSnap as one of them, um, it depends on where their boundaries are. So I've had ones that syndicate in a z- different zip code when it's right on the boundary. Right. And getting that changed is not as easy as you would think. No, if there's any not something I can do locally when we list it, it has to be changed through the portals. It, it could be weeks. It, it could be weeks. It could be weeks. And, and there's my, literally nothing you can case, do about it. Weeks. And I typically write on the listing agreement that I have no control over third-party syndication. Right, because they have algorithms that, that have their zip codes if you will so mine i put in the right zip code so everything's correct but it's not hitting in that zip code so scott scott and i are realtors not every real estate agent like talked about in the beginning of the show are realtors they're real estate agents sales associate brokers that decide not to prescribe to the board realtors we are realtors so there have been local broker local broker 
that has taken advantage of what we call cooperation. So I list a home. I put it out there for all the world to see. My goal is to bring the most bats for my seller. Right. I want him to have the most opportunity to get the highest price for his house. There's a there's a broker that stopped that. And there's many, many, many across the country. So the National Association of Realtors said, no, we're not going to do this. You're talking about coming soons. The coming soons. Okay. You're going to put a house out there. Oh, in 24 hours, you have to have it in the multi-list. Right. He, the broker, mm-hmm. would put it out on his own specific website, even though he was a realtor. And not allow it to without, syndicate without out. putting in, in an MLS, which other people could see and possibly bring a higher offer. A higher offer than so the that's one the that challenge. You're, you're doing it yourself. You want all your buyer's agents to bring you an offer. It's not on the open market. You're, you're like literally doing a for sale by owner with a realtor instead of allowing it to be on the open market. So because it's gotten so bad... The National Association of Realtors, which really governs all of our guidelines, said, no more. We're not doing it. So today it came out. I, I follow a lot of blogs so I can get a lot of information for the, sh- for the show. Bright MLS, which is in the northeast of the country, mm-hmm. $5,000 fine. Well, that'll get you to do it right. Pinellas, where my friend Deborah is in Clearwater, $2,500 fine. And their rules have already taken into effect. Oh, really? Our rules have not. Right. So if I put something out, and this is where I have to go to the meeting on Friday. Mm-hmm. If I put, say, I did it yesterday as a test, mm-hmm. coming soon, but no address. Because I'm just saying, hey, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to attract buyers. Mm-hmm. There has not been, and I think in the three years I've known you, that we've had this double side. When no. we say double side, that I have the seller side and he has the buyer side, no. or we both. I don't think we've done it at all. Maybe once, Maybe one. but it happened because I... It was it was an abnormal or a for sale by owner. Then this for sale by owner, we're not really representing the for sale by owner, and then we'll have the buyer. So in MLS, it'll be both sides. But other than that, we're not controlling. It's almost like a what do they call it when you have the entire market? I forget what it's monopoly. Called. Monopoly, and and they created this monopoly. Well, it's... instead of allowing it to be, so that's changed. So it said that marketing is not limited to real estate flyers. Um, postings on websites, social media, but also this show. So I can't say, which is why I need to find out what the real restrictions are. Can I say I have a home coming in Kelowna Estates or can I not say anything? Mm. And I need to know because we do talk about that on our show. We do. So I just need to know that. But yeah, the fines are big. Now, locally, the fines are like starting off. They're going to look at it a 12-month cycle. First time's $100. Is that enough to stop him? I don't know. Well, it depends on what you're getting in return. Yeah. I mean. The second time's like $200 and $300, then it goes up to a third and subsequent offense. If you're a repeat offender in that 12 months, then it's bigger, 1000 2000 5000 The listing agent or the broker of record. So the broker, like I'm the broker of record, the broker owns, technically owns all the listings. So everything goes back. So if Scott lists a property and he markets it and I... I'm not aware that he did it. I'm in trouble because it's I'm not supervising him properly, and he I get in trouble. So go get your broker's license. Okay. Um, You'd still <laughs> be the broker. So I'd still really be the broker. Would, really That's true. Just saying. That's true. So yeah, we don't want any of that rigmarole malarkey. We'll, well no, it. because it really should be exactly what you said. It's about bringing value to uh, the seller, not necessarily bringing value to yourself. So our local board has decided they have a, a status 
there's new, there's active, pending means it's under contract, um, and all the contingencies has ended, but there's one called coming soon. Mm -hmm. So we'll have 30 days that I can list a home coming soon, but then I can talk about it. Right. So I just need to know, like, if we have a house. For those that don't understand, what what that's saying is that we've put it out to uh, the industry yeah, that the is industry selling that is homes. coming. Right. So we're not keeping it to ourselves. We've put it out to other people to allow them the opportunity to come forward and bring an offer. It would be different if it wasn't in MLS, which is what this has to do with. If you're not putting it in MLS and it's not out to the industry, if you will, then you're basically keeping it for yourself in hopes to get it both sides. Yeah. It really is. Because your model is that model. But then why be a realtor? Then just be a real estate agent. Right. Leave the board. I mean, that's your alternative. You can do that. You just won't have access to MLS. In, in Europe, I know in UK, they don't have real estate boards or realtors, and that's what they do. It's really, they don't have cooperating agents. So cooperating is not you're making my life easier. Cooperating is I'm willing to pay you a portion of the commission. Mm-hmm. So the, real, the broker of record gets paid the commission by the seller, typically, and then I'm going to give a portion of it to to the other person, and that's the cooperation. If you bring me a ready and willing and able buyer, I'm going to work with you, and then I'm going to pay you for bringing me that buyer. Correct. And the way it should be. And this is the way. And this is all I know. I mean... It's all I know. I was a buyer's agent for a long time. It's all I know is to cooperate and, and get the highest number of looks to the seller, as well get them the most money. And so these broker paragraph or parenthesis s on parenthesis s who's just monopolizing the it, it just made it abusive for everybody and it's not just locally i mean it's it's rampant I mean, there are companies right. that that's they promote these coming soon so it'd be like coming soon florida or coming soon well and it's, Leon County. A, and it's been a much bigger deal because of the amount of inventory that's in the market so it's so it, small right if the inventory True. were different it, there would not be such a heightened perspective and look at it because it wouldn't matter so there's so much shrinkage in right. the inventory is what he's saying but that's important for the sellers to know like your agent may or may not have done right by you may or may not don't you, know. It could come out, and then it affects. So Patty, the appraiser's hat comes on, and it's like now he's affecting the entire market because if he's getting, I don't know, I'd have to look at the math. Like, say he's getting fifteen percent of the market doing what he's doing. That's fifteen percent of the market that wasn't open to the market. Well, and it well, not, and it, it not only have, that, but it affects prices. It, that's what I mean. So it's affecting the market, it, it, and affecting it, it, prices. Right. Other other home prices that I'm Correct. listing the home may not have been higher. Because Correct. he's monopolizing, Correct. and I mean he, because it's he, he's monopolizing those. Right. I mean, you're right. So that's how I look at it. I was like, appraiser, I want to know. That's why we don't use for sale by owners often, because it hasn't been opened in the market. So it's made me rethink all that hmm. about when someone does that. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. That was a fastest segment. It was a really fast segment. Stick with us. We're going to keep talking about Florida Realtors.
Isn't that a great song? Mm-hmm. I predict a riot. Never heard it before. Kaiser Chiefs. Never heard it. I heard Kylie Minogue sing on Voice UK. I don't mind it. Back in I, the I, air. I, not, Back in 214. I heard it, but I know it. It's a good song. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, thanks for listening to us. We are doing the Facebook Live, so thanks for everybody that's stuck with us while we're doing the FBL. Remember that? Is that like from Laura, like the Hills? Didn't they have like FBL? I never saw an episode of the Hills. Oh, you never did? That would be Molly. I wonder if Molly's asleep right now. That was probably FML. FML. (laughs) That's different. Exactly. Just saying. So the Florida had their time, Florida Realtors had their time with the state legislature this week. It's called the Great American Realtor Days. So like I was saying in the break, the Realtor Association of Florida, the largest trade association in Florida, we've grown by a whopping 10,000 in our population to over 164,000. And they were able to go speak to the state representatives about things that matter to us. What mattered to them this year was business rent tax. So I like to listen. And business rent tax, the state of Florida is the only state that charges a business rent tax. The well, only one. It's likely to make up for some of the um, state tax that they don't collect. It is true. I mean, it, it, in terms it of... We're fee-based state. Right. And in terms of you know who we are, we get a lot of transient people. They're coming to visit Florida. And so you would have a lot of tax associated with that. Therefore... We don't have state tax. Lower taxes mean more money for business owners to hire employees and expand operations. But let's face it, it's not that much money in our case. I'm not hiring anybody. I'm not hiring anybody because I didn't pay tax. Mm. Now, the larger public says Disney's, they may. They may hire, but we're wee little cog in the wheel. But that's important because they want to get that reduced. They just had it reduced this past year, and it was like over 8%. Really? So they're gonna mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So they wanted to get that down. Um, they wanted to talk about... Uh, What is it? Housing assistance. So they were talking that over 28% or over 29% of your income going to housing puts you in a really weak position in your family budget. So they wanted to talk about creating more low-income housing, talking to them about um, grants to allow people to buy a home because buying a home right now is cheaper than it's ever been, ever been. We're still under, like, we're right at 4%. Right, interest rates alone. Dictate that. And rent in the state of Florida has gone up over 16% in the last year. So people need to, you know, can they buy it? So this is the thing with security deposits. So I can sell a home to someone and literally, like my son, walk because he's VA. So he had the benefit of the VA and the seller paid his closing cost. So he walked into that house for only the change of the utility bill. Right. And his whatever moving truck he wanted to use. That was a big benefit. It's a huge benefit. If he had to rent, it would, he would have been like one month security deposit, whatever that, unless well, it's an apartment when it, they were very in reasonable. In conjunction with spending 30 to 40% more than what his mortgage payment would be. Yeah. So it would have been far more than his mortgage payment. Far more. Well, so that's something to think about. So what we've been doing uh, and what we, uh, what I've been reading about is how to... How to split that security deposit? Because it's coming anyway. A lot of the more bluer states are they were trying to get rid of security deposits or limit them because they're so astronomical. Then people don't have a place to live. So there's organizations. I, you'd have to have like a hundred, or it's like two hundred units or five hundred units. But it's like uh, there's one called Say Rhino, where it's like an insurance policy. So the person's paying their thousand dollars a month in rent, mm-hmm. and they're paying an extra ten dollars, like a rent insurance. Mm-hmm. It's never coming back to you. But you're paying your own insurance policy, so if they if they buck away, 
then guess what? Then the um the landlord's getting the money. And um, the one I read had only had given out no more than $4,000. So we've seen a lot of damage, at least on Facebook, where it looks like well over $4,000. So I don't know how that washes out because you could still sue. But what are you suing? I mean, what are you suing at that point? Then there's this other thing where they're allowing, I think this is Maryland. They're allowing the security deposit to be split over like five or six months. I mean, and then I was like, why do even that? Why, why don't do just a- raise the rent? No security deposit, raise the rent and keep the exactly money. That's exactly what I was about to say. Keep the money. Well, because... And then have a graduated clause in the in the lease that says... It's it's unfortunate, but... I, I can I, rent it at six months and I can hire, raise it. I feel, you know, it's like everything else in life is that you have the, you have the ones that are doing right are paying for the ones that are doing mm-hmm. wrong. But inevitably, if that's the case, then you might as well do it that way. So the Florida realtor spoke to the legislative uh, bodies yesterday, talk about SHIP funds, which is um, State Housing Initiatives Partnership, and I think it's some loan incentives, as well as State Apartment Incentive Loan Program, also housing incentives for large organizations. For apartments? It's just the name of it. Sale receives 30% of the funds and monies are used to provide low interest loans. So part of when you buy property in Florida, there's doc stamps and it goes to this trust fund. Mm. It goes to this trust fund. Okay. So they're trying to keep the money in the trust fund. Last year or the year before, uh, my friend Julio told me that a lot of that money in the trust fund actually went to Hurricane Michael victims, yeah. which was appropriate. They're like, that Agreed. was a good thing. But you have to replenish the fund. Right. Um, and then they talked about water. So, you know, there's this big argument between, and, and this has been going on since before I moved to Florida, 2003, between Georgia and Florida for Apalachicola Bay, oh. that the body of water in Georgia... You know, flows down and who owns the water and i think the last court said george owns the water because it flows down it's way beyond my pay scale okay. but they want to talk about the waterways they were talking about beach restoration springs restoration and this governor desantis has been very pro water mm-hmm. so a lot of both sides of the aisle really like him and appreciate him because he is concerned with our water because that's that's how we sustain life in Florida mm-hmm. is the aquifers and the environmental protection, sewer connections, septic system upgrades, wastewater treatment plant upgrades so that there's money available for that. Because a lot of people say, say I have a house that Clorn uh, Lakes is a great example. There's some older section in the front towards Thomasville Road. Oh, it's unit one is on septic. If those septics fail or you transfer the property, it has to tie into the sewer. And there's no grant money for that. So you have to pay, the city gives you a loan that you're paying over like 25 right. years. It's like $12,000. But where we were on uh, Peggy Street in 32305, the city was coming through because they had grant money from the state. Mm. And they were t- taking away the septics. They'll just knock them down into the ground. And they're tying into the sewer line. But that was a grant money from the state because the state's expanding the roadway. So they were just putting sewer lines in at the well, same time. I mean, those people should be thankful. Yeah, so it's very cool that the state's getting money from the federal government, mm-hmm. and then they're bringing it to a place like, you know, Tallahassee's more rural than the rest of the state. Well, I that's saying, <laughs> you don't find much septic from Central Florida. Down. No, you I mean, don't? It, no. I mean, no. Very, very little. We had septic growing up. And those that, those that did at some point in time, like Sarasota, for example, does, does no longer. And then the other thing they're talking about is VRBOs. VRBO is a brand name of vacation uh, rentals by owner. It's just like, what's the other one? Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about property rights that like in our area, 
as far as I know, and somebody can always correct me, that we're pretty pro Airbnbs. Like there's not a lot of restrictions, but in, in towns like Clearwater, along the beach, all of the deed restrictions prevent a lot of VRBOs. So they want to make sure that the bills, which are being challenged, of course, by the hotel lobbies, allow for homeowners to make money on their properties to rent on a roof. Well, I mean, it stands to reason. So they have online advertising platforms that change the way people can use their home. I mean, I have friends that are making like bank on their VRBO. I mean, they still have to pay tax. You're still paying a hotel tax. They're still controlling all that. Some, some um, areas that are restricted, such as the HOA restrictions, are concerned more from a safety perspective and making sure that they can still put boundaries around well they, they cite noise which again by beach i can understand like if you're in a high rise in clearwater and a lot of the people are 55 and over and, and you're snowbirds and, and they're calm an elevator with, right with your kids I mean, it's, it's, so parking violations um citing increased noise so they want to eliminate short-term rentals in those communities but where's your property right where's it stop and where's it at? and then the other people have a right to enjoy their properties so I think it's just everybody needs to be respectful, but it's just Patty. Well, it's not always. So that's what they that. talked about because I, I hope that VRBOs are still allowed. I mean, because that's, we sell houses. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that they will be allowed. They're just going to be allowed under those boundaries that we're speaking of. So, I mean, you really have to also respect those that own places that are trying to utilize and enjoy the right to their home. The vacation rental economic impact from 2018 is 27.4 billion dollars so if you start eliminating that that's a big big tax base for the state of florida to just say bye yeah for sure i mean especially when you're talking about business taxes and hotel tax they'll figure it out our show's over Mm, sad until next week my friend. but it was house talk the happy ending (laughs) every time (laughs) patty wilson patty's playhouse 850-656-0009 Leave tomorrow